to welcome everyone today. I'm honored to participate in our Advent sermon series, speaking of the names of Jesus, to dig deeper into just who Jesus was and the message that he brought. And I'm overjoyed to be speaking on the name that reveals reveals the truth and the depth of who Jesus is. I get to speak to you about the name Emmanuel, God with us. That name is so descriptive of Jesus. It shows that there really is a triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Now, it's important to realize that God has always wanted a relationship with the people he created. In Genesis, we see that God walked in the garden with Adam and Eve. And when their sins separated man from God, he has worked to repair that relationship through his spirit and through Christ, Emmanuel. To know that God is with you is the greatest blessing that there is. That's the comfort that David knew in Psalms 23. When he said, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil, for you are with me. He knew he could face anything, even death, because God was there with him. That Jesus was going to come and teach and save us was foretold to the Israelites century before it actually happened. And uh, we just had this scripture read to us, which is good, because it's the focus of this season. Isaiah said to Ahaz, Therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. And if you turn to Matthew... You see that there is a repeat description of Jesus and who he was. In Matthew's Gospel, chapter 1 and verse 22, when an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph to assure him that all was well, the angel said, All of this is taking place to fulfill what the Lord has said through the prophet." Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. Can we not celebrate this morning that Christ Jesus came into the world, Emmanuel, God with us, to save us from our sin? He is not turned against us. He's not out to destroy us. He wants to save us. He came to us that day in Bethlehem and he is still working with us. He still has a plan for us. Jesus is Emmanuel, God with us. It's so important that we remember that Jesus isn't Emmanuel, God with us because of our own perfection and holiness. 
It's because of the grace of God. If we assume that we can earn our way to God or think that we can be good enough to make God happy, we will fail and miss the mark every time. Instead, we must embrace that God wants to be with us. He knows our limitations and has made provisions for us through Jesus' death on the cross. The more we rest in this grace that covers our sin, the greater strength we will find in our relationship with God. But do you fully understand that God's desire is to be with you? I think this reality escapes so many of us because it seems too good to be true. I mean, he's the almighty, the powerful creator. Yet what he wants is to be known. For it is he that wants to be with us. This reality is the theme of the Bible. God created and loved us. Sin separated us from him. And the rest of the Bible is a story of how God brought us close to him again through Jesus. When Jesus came to earth, he brought all of the love of heaven with him. Our God is not a distant, aloof creator, but a close and personal father. When Emmanuel returns to our world, He intends to overwhelm us with his love. One of my favorite Bible verses is 1 John 3, 1, where it says, See what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. You know, the world we live in is inundated with rip-offs and hollow versions of love. Everywhere we look, people are chasing love and acceptance at work, in relationships, with achievements. There is a desperation to be loved. It is truly one of the absolute drivers of our lives and existence. The challenge is that most attempts to find this deeply fulfilling love are from the wrong source. While we find companionship and friendship and enjoyment with people, only the love of God can fully satisfy the longings of our heart. The most known verse in the Bible is John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. This showcases how the love of God towards us compelled him to act and to respond to us. 
for us to really be able to love others correctly. We must first know and receive the love that God has for us. The whole Bible is a billboard and a megaphone communicating and showing God's love towards us. You and I don't have to earn it. We just have to receive it. But keep in mind, not only was the coming of this Emmanuel baby symbolic of how God is with us in this world, it was also literally true. God was literally with us when Jesus came to earth. This was not just some baby who was born that day in Bethlehem. This was God. And just as we see in Philippians 2.5, have the same mindset as Jesus Christ Jesus, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Jesus, Son of God, was equal to with God. He emptied himself to come to earth. With his birth, he became God with us. But even Jesus' disciples didn't realize it. In John 14, 8 and 9, Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father, and that is enough for us. Jesus told him, Have I been so long with you, and yet you have not come to know me, Philip? He who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? <coughs> Jesus is Emmanuel, God with us. Do you want to know what God is like? Look at Jesus. In Hebrews 1.3, says he is the exact representation of the nature of God. If you want to know God, look to Jesus. <clears throat> As Colossians 2.9 says, to him, the fullness of deity dwells in bodily form. God literally, physically, came into this world in the person of Jesus Christ. He is Emmanuel, God with us. But even more than that, 
when we receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, then God is with us personally. Jesus is literally in us when we are saved. You see, he not only came 2,000 years ago and lived the most outstanding life that has ever been lived, died on the cross for our sins, and came back from the dead and ascended into heaven, but he comes to us daily in spirit to comfort and strengthen and to bless us, to bless our hearts in a fellowship that is more blessed and intimate than any fellowship of husband and husband and wife or parent and child. Emmanuel, God with us. He is with me now. He is with me today. I don't have to go back 2,000 years for physical proof of Christ. His spirit has contacted my spirit. His mind has contacted my mind. His soul has contacted my soul. And he is wedded to my soul. He lives within my heart. He is in my innermost being. Spirit with spirit, there is a fellowship and intimacy that cannot be denied. And that is true for everyone who believes. He came to me to give me life. And that is what salvation is. Christ coming into the heart to dwell, bringing life, God's life, divine life, and the life of Christ himself. This is the most amazing thing. The greatest thing that can happen to a human being. You know, the greatest thing that happened to us physically was when our parents gave us physical life. Above all other things, a man treasures his life. Nothing else physically compares in value with our life. But, my friends, the greatest thing that can ever happen to us in one is when God gives us his life. God's life. The life our parents gave to us was, is not enough. It's not enough for eternity. Not enough even for time. We need another kind of life. We need God's life. That life is what Jesus came to give. We have it now. We don't have to say if he comes. Because we know. He comes to us every day. He lives within us. He comes to us every hour. He is with us constantly. He is always with us. He is God with us. And he is with us literally. There are times when we are more aware of his presence than at other times. But he never leaves us nor forsakes us. In times of prayer, in times of worship, in times of reading his word, in times of witnessing, his presence 
becomes an overwhelmingly sweet. There's no denial that the living Christ comes to us today. One who tasted this experience long ago cried, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. And there are millions of people on this earth right now who will bear witness to this. This Emmanuel, that God with us is a reality in their lives. I have never seen him with my physical eyes. I will someday. But I have seen him with the eyes of my soul. I have beheld the loveliness of Christ, the Son of God. He is my Savior. I would sooner deny that I exist than deny the presence of God in my life. And finally, I remind you that his, he is coming again. Our Lord is coming again. We read in Luke 18:8 these wonderful words. However, when the Son of God, the Son of Man comes, he will find will he find faith on the earth? Jesus is talking to us. He is saying that he's coming again to this earth. He is going to come and institute a great search. He will be looking for something. He will be looking for something very precious to him. And what is it? Faith. He will be looking for faith. That is, men and women who really know him, trust him, believe on him, have faith in him. He will be looking for men and women of faith. The most precious thing to Christ is faith. Why? Because it honors him when we believe in him. To believe in the Lord Jesus Christ from the heart, to trust his blood, to believe his word, to believe he came and does come and will come again. To believe until he becomes very real to us in our own hearts and our own lives. To believe in this Jesus who is physically absent. Whom we do not see with our physical eyes but believe on with our hearts is to greatly honor him and to glorify his name. My friends, he is looking for people who will trust him, believe in him, depend on him, and believe that he is coming again to clean up this world and bring us to a glorious eternity with him. The Italian worship team can come back up. At this Christmas season, all true Christians, men and women, who have a living faith in Jesus, worship him and rejoice in his great salvation. In conclusion, if Jesus is with us, Emmanuel, God with us, 
we ought to be as carefree as a little child. We ought to be careful about sin. But outside of sin, we ought to be as carefree as a child. We ought not to worry about a thing. Why be anxious if God is with us? I have a little great-grandson. He doesn't worry about buying a house or about taxes or the cost of running an automobile or going to work or getting up or breakfast or where he's going to sleep that night. He is someone looking after him who loves him utterly, his daddy and mommy. They provide everything humanly possible for him. And my friends, if you and I are Christians, God is with us. Christ is with us. Just as this child's parents will provide, we ought to be as carefree as this little child with God's provision for our lives being assured. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, open our hearts to see that you're not just some distant Savior in heaven. You are with us every day. Your Spirit fills our bodies and our lives. You have opened doors for us. You've given us direction. Lord, you've called us to your service. And you have loved us and continue to love us unconditionally, without limit, without any type of repayment. You love us, Lord, and we thank you so very much for the sacrifice that Jesus made to ensure that we can come and be with you. Lord, we thank you for all the blessings in our lives. And we pray in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Please stand.